News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Uh, before all that, though, a third terminal is needed as quickly as possible at Dublin Airport to facilitate a surge in passenger numbers in the gateway in the coming years. So says uh, Evan Cullen, outgoing president of the Irish Airlines Pilots Association. Kira, do you think we need a third terminal? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, I think you often go through Dublin Airport now, particularly at peak times in the summer and stuff, and it's wedged. And it isn't just the queues at security, which they seem to have actually managed a little bit better. It's all the other queues. It's queues for a cup of coffee. It's toilet that aren't in great nick. It, it's the, the you can sort of see the airport bursting at the seams. So I would be of the view, and I know it would not be a, necessarily a popular view around swords and Santry and the ward and St Margaret's and all of that. But the airport needs to have whatever capacity the airport needs. And if that is a third terminal, or dare I say it, a third runway, so be it. I understand that there are difficulties for people who live near the airport, but we are an island nation and Dublin Airport is vitally important. We don't need two airports in Dublin. We need we need economies of scale around an airport. So yes, the airport, if it needs to grow, needs to grow and it needs to grow in a controlled way. But unfortunately, I don't think that objections to the airport growing is enough reason to stop that happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure the objections will be that uh, will that will be that major because the airport is already there. I the don't think you can build anything there. in this country without objections. Right? Yeah, but like it'll, it'll happen. I, I look. I I think it should be built. What uh, Evan Cullen is proposing is that it should be built to the west of the airport complex. So at the moment. When you're going to Dublin Airport, you come in off the N1 or the M1. Uh, he's saying come in off the M N2, the road out to Ashburn, and you come in that way, and that's where the third terminal will be, which would make sense. I also think it's really important. It is a private terminal, and it's not a DEA terminal. I think Dublin Airport, I think I've got a little bit complacent if I'm being totally critical of them, and I think it would be no harm uh, to have another operator there in terms of the price offering for airlines, but also in terms of the surface service offering uh, for uh, customers. So I think it should. We're very reluctant. Are you to suggesting if, if a different operator than DAA ran the third terminal that that would? I mean, how, how would that how would that be? They they would say Ryanair will give you a better a better. Yeah, that's exactly what ra- would happen, rating yeah. on on your gates. Yeah. Move here, Turkish Airlines. Move here. You know, w- a bit of competition and you at think the that, airport, and, and so that would that would I, I, put manners on the DAA. Yeah, personally, I think that's what would happen. Or what uh, what should happen We're ver- we've been talking about I've been in journalism for 30 years practically and we've been talking about a private terminal at Dublin Airport and all that. I remember writing stories about it, interviewing the Transport Minister Mary O'Rourke about the possibility of a second private uh, terminal there is a second terminal now it's not private but I think we should have a private one we've been talking about it for too long bring it on let us know what you think this morning. A third terminal? Would you would you favour it? Is is that what's needed? Um, what what? Give us your stories as well, because certainly we know over the last sort of year or so, the stories have come in hot and heavy around the airport not being clean, the airport not being efficient, the toilets not being good, the the, the standard of food. All like, let us know your experience of the airport and what you would like to see happen by way of a third terminal. Should it exist, and who should run it? You can WhatsApp us oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six. A Garda is to face a criminal prosecution over his driving in relation to an incident in which three men were killed in a collision on the N7 in Dublin two years ago. Uh, court reporter Sean McCarrick uh, joins us. Sean, uh, what more do we know about this story? Good morning, Shane. Um, this very much came as a surprise development in the case. Um, and I, I know um, it's 
certainly caused uh, consternation amongst Gardaí and judging from online reaction to the news, uh, certainly in wider society as well, um, I suppose because of the impact it might have on Gardaí pursuing criminals. Uh, this was the case of um, Dean McGuire, Carl Freeman and Graham Taylor. They were three men from the Tala area who, who were known to Gardaí as, as members of a criminal gang who were um, involved in burglaries on a regular basis. And on the night of July the 7th, 2021, um, they they had been noticed by Gardaí in a car and and were being followed. And they had gone down the the wrong side of the N7 carriageway between City West and Battle Donnell. And they crashed into a truck and they were immediately killed by by the impacts. Um, And I I suppose it's a case that people might um, know because it it gained a certain notoriety uh, following the funeral of Dean McGuire, where the funeral mass um, was very much seen um, as maybe a celebration of of his uh, criminal lifestyle when when offered gifts like a screwdriver and a torch and, you know, the the tools of a burglar were were brought to the altar. And there was also a lot of... um, a, um, I suppose, uh, demonstrations by uh, supporters or people who would have known Maguire by um, a uh, maybe some reckless driving um, around the uh, family homes around the time of his death. Uh, do we know what exactly the Garda will be charged with? No, and, and this very much was the, the subject of a lot of the debate at the coroner's court yesterday. And this, the inquest has come up on a regular basis since the, two years ago, uh, and the families of the three men have been pressing constantly to find out um, what happened with the what was happening with the investigation by uh, the Garda ombudsman, which which naturally flowed from the fact that Gardaí were kind of um, involved or on the periphery of the, the incident that led to the death in the sense that they, they, they were being pursued by Gardaí at the time. Um, so as I say, uh, we found out a few weeks ago that the GSOC file had been submitted to the DPP last December. So the GSOC had given a commitment to come back into the court as soon as they had got a direction from the DPP, uh, which was finally um, made known to GSOC on Tuesday night. Um, so yesterday, uh, a GSOC official, Sean Campbell, told the inquest um, that uh, a decision had been taken that a criminal prosecution uh, would take place. Um, he was very reluctant to uh, specify the nature of the offence um, because the, the guard in question hasn't been formally uh, served with a summons in the case. But he, he did reveal, uh, as a result of a, a lot of questioning by uh, solicitors for the families, that it was in relation to the guard's driving on the night. Uh, the inquest has been adjourned uh, at this stage. Is that correct? What what happens next? When can we expect another development uh, here? Yes, well, I, it would be a natural uh, consequence that if, if criminal proceedings are being considered, and as indicated in this, that they, they, they will then be will actually uh, be commenced and initiated, that the inquest would be postponed until the conclusion of any criminal proceedings. So um, GSOC has now um, said they will, once, once the uh, papers have been served on the Garda, that they will come back um, into the court. At, at this stage, we will, we will be uh, informed of the specific offence. Um, solicitors for uh, one of the, the men 
Uh, the solicitor James McGill, who represented uh, Graham Taylor's family, said yesterday he speculated that there might be a charge of reckless endangerment or a dangerous driving causing death, but we, we won't know until um, May the 23rd uh, GSOC are going to come back into court, and at that stage uh, it is hopeful that uh, the specific offence will be made known to everyone, and, and then the inquest will effectively be put on hold until the, the other uh, proceedings in the other forum, which uh, one um, believes will probably be in the circuit court, will take place. OK, court reporter Sean McCarrick, thank you for talking. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.